Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're at the last chapter, and we're seeing what happened at the moment the ladies discovered that the tomb is empty. And so we're looking at what the other uh, Gospels had to say about it. We've looked at Mark already. Uh, we've looked at Matthew, and we've uh, read the first part, just the first verse or so of John. But now we're going to look at Luke 24. And the first eight or nine verses uh, speak to the same event, and they give a little more insight, okay? Because each one of the Gospels points to a particular point time, they'll point to a particular thing, and if you don't read them all together, you might get real confused as to what the flow of everything was. But when you read them all together, it becomes clear. So here's Luke, chapter 24, verse 1, says this. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. So as we've seen in the other Gospels, they're coming with spices to anoint uh, what they thought was the dead body of Jesus. Verse 2. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. So remember how they had been talking on the way there, uh, according to one of the Gospels, saying, uh, uh, how are we going to get that stone rolled away? Who are we going to get to roll the stone away from us? Well, they get there, and the stone's rolled away. Well, there had also been a mighty earthquake that had occurred. Remember there was an angel sitting on the rock, this kind of thing? So they're, they're confused about this. Verse 4 says, while they were perplexed about this, about what? Well, about the fact that they didn't see the body. They, they, they went in the tomb. They stuck their head in there. However they did, they looked in, and the body was not there. They were perplexed about this. They were confused. And while they were confused, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified... And bowed their faces to the ground. The men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? <laughs> yeah, we, we've already seen this uh, in a couple of other Gospels. And you know, as I said, they emphasized certain points in time. So one Gospel says, Well, there's this one man that said this. Okay. What well, we see in this right here, that there were actually two men. It doesn't mean that one Gospel was in error. No, they just focused on the one. But they asked the same question. Why are you seeking the living, the living one among the dead? Well, they continue talking. Verse 6, he is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And verse 8 says, And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. All the rest of what? All the rest of the disciples. Okay, disciples simply means learner. Okay, And there were many, many people that followed Jesus. We've already seen that there was a group of women here that followed and supported Jesus. Then it said that there were many other women that traveled with Jesus from Galilee down to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem. So there was a large uh, contingency of folks. Okay, And now these two angels are saying, hey, you need to go back and report to them and let them know what's happened. 
It is exactly as he said. Remember, when you were in Galilee, he told you what was going to happen, that the Son of Man, that Jesus himself, must be delivered into the hands of sinful man. Okay? Why must he? <laughs> well, that's what the entire Bible is about, you know, the redemption of mankind, the reconciliation of mankind between a sinful man and the most holy high God, that he be delivered in the sinful, uh, hands of sinful man, that he be crucified, and the third day rise again. Now, this is the phrase right here that I've taught many times. I'm not going to get into much detail anymore about it. <laughs> a lot of times people lock into this, and they say this: that Jesus was resurrected on the third day, the third day. So that's the reason that we you know, do what we do. I understand. But go read the rest of the Bible, particularly the passage where Jesus says that he would be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. Remember that. Jesus himself said it would be three full days, three days and three nights. Not on the third day, not a portion of it. It's simply a phraseology right here. You're simply saying it, it means like this. After that third day, he's going to rise again. And he did. So they remembered this. The ladies remembered. And so they returned from this tomb. And boy, they reported to all the eleven what they had seen, what had been said to them. And we're going to see, you know, sort of what the response was to all that. Okay. Now, let's do this. We've got a couple minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and just sort of jump into this, and we'll probably pick it up later. Let's go back to Mark. Okay. Mark, the 16th chapter, the 8th verse. Here's what this says. It says, They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said to nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. So at this point in time, Mark leaves the ladies not saying anything. Well, the other gospels say that they go and tell the disciples, as the angels told them to. They didn't say anything to anybody on the way. Now, verse 9 of Mark will usually start with some form of a footnote. Look, I'm looking right here online with my little Bible that I use. And it says this, later manuscripts added verses 9 through 20. Well, that's a rather bold, dogmatic statement. Uh, some will say something along the line. They'll say like, well, earlier manuscripts may not have these verses, verses 9 through 20. And that's true. They don't. You see that all through the Scripture. But you know what? A lot of the earlier ones did have it. A lot of times, if you're looking in a Bible, you'll see that these verses may be in all italics. Well, what is that all about? And the idea being, we're not sure if these verses were part of the original. Some people even go as far as saying, well, these verses should not even be in the Bible. And they just want to kick them out. Uh, I don't think we can do that, folks. Because these verses have been in the Bible from the time that the, uh, the Word of God was compiled, particularly the New Testament. Okay? Yes, there's some that didn't have it, but there's a, there's a lot of verses, a lot of words are like that within the uh, New Testament. And so I believe they belong in here. Well, why are people so animated about it? Because they're afraid of them. They're afraid of what occurs in these verses, okay? Let me just read these verses, and we'll talk about them later, okay? Here's verse 9 of Mark 16. Now, after Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, it tells you when he rose, folks, early on the first day of the week, not early on the third day of the week, early on the first day of the week. It says he's risen. He first appeared to Mary Magdalene, from whom he cast out seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, Jesus appeared in different form, in a different form, 
to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country. They went away and reported it to the others, but they did not believe them either. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will hurt them. They will not hurt them, sorry. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that follow. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west a sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. And that's the end of the Gospel of Mark. Yeah, we'll spend a couple episodes at least just talking about what these last verses are because they're really, really intriguing and interesting. I think give us some truths that we need to hear today. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.